Hello and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and joining me here in the Murrieta Studios is Dr. David Burns. Hi, David. Hi, Fabrice. Dr. David Burns has been a pioneer in the development of cognitive therapy, and he is the creator of the new team therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 20 languages. He is an emeritus adjunct clinical professor of psychiatry at the Stanford University School of Medicine. Welcome to episode 74 of the Feeling Good podcast. And we're going to start a new series today called The Five Simple Ways to Boost Your Happiness. And um, um, we, um, I will actually, I, I want to give a preview of coming attractions because we will complete the series by talking about the five secrets of effective communication. I know some people have asked for more advanced uh, techniques. So in that uh, last episode of the series, uh, we'll have a, a live demo of the five secrets uh, with uh, you know somebody who's trying to uh, uh, do some work on, uh, on relationships. Um, but to start with, um, you had uh, something that you wanted to to present on. Uh, you wanted to talk about the the pleasure predicting sheet. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Today, number one, the first thing will be uh, be specific uh, yeah. and uh, use use the pleasure predicting sheet. And then the other four, in approximate order, we might change the the orders of them. But probably number two will be stop procrastinating, yeah. uh, do something you've been putting off, and we'll talk about the anti-procrastination sheet. Yeah. Um, uh, the third one episode will have to do with uh, conf- confronting a fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four will have to do with uh, boosting self-esteem with the daily mood log and, and crushing some of the negative thoughts yeah. that rob us of self-esteem, such as I'm a failure, I'm not good enough, uh, things like this that plague so many people. And then uh, episode number five uh, will be, uh, you know, resolve a conflict with someone yeah. you're, you're not, not getting, getting along with. What could be a good challenge for the listeners who are willing to take it on is each week to try to implement each one of those, uh, those ways. Absolutely. And see how they feel after five weeks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Now, uh, just a couple quick general philosophical issues about boosting your happiness. Yeah. And uh, uh, What is happiness? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's a, another philosophical point. I'll let you answer that after we address the four, the four simple ones. But uh, w- one of them is that if you've been, you know, struggling with depression and low self-esteem, uh, you, you may need to use man- many techniques, and it may take you a while to overcome come your depression uh, that that you want to have realistic expectations, particularly if your mood problems have, have been chronic. I, I'm a great optimist. I believe everyone has the capacity to overcome depression and experience tremendous joy and self-esteem and intimacy with, with other people's. But uh, it, it and, and often you can learn to do that very very quickly uh, with the new team CBT. But but sometimes it, it, it takes a while to find the the thing yeah. that's going to work for you. Another point, philosophical point, and jump in on any of these that, that you want, Fabrice, is that happiness, like uh, depression or unhappiness, 
is, is never permanent. Uh, we're, we're not talking about going into a state of never-ending euphoria or something like, like that. It's a Buddhist concept going back 2,500 years, <clears throat> the concept of impermanence. Things are constantly uh, fl fluctuating. I, I, I aim, to, you know, and I've said this on previous podcasts, but I think humans can aim for five happy days per week and two kind of un unhappy, uh, upset days. And uh, if, if, if you don't have your five happy days, you, you need a little tune-up. You can use the, the techniques we're talking about in this, in this current uh, series. But if, if, if you're happy seven days a week, you're, you're getting too, too happy, you know, maybe we have to bring you down with lithium or get you to look at things more, more realistically, because life has bumps in the road for, for all of us, and, uh, and our, our feelings fluctuate greatly. So what we're, I'm going to be teaching you, uh, and, and Fabrice as well, are techniques to, to, to develop you know, greater happiness uh, t today at, 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 this, at this time. So what you're, you're talking about is to increase the, the frequency and duration yeah. of good moments. Yes, that, yeah. that, that's right. So, but but not, not to be aiming for perfection or to necessarily think you're going to learn how to do this, you know, o overnight. Uh, a third point is, is that uh, recovery... Uh, is a term that uh, ther therapists use uh, it, that implies you have some brain disease that you have, or illness that you have to recover for. I'm focusing more on the concept of uh, uh, en enlightenment, really, uh, kind of a, a spiritual enlightenment where you s suddenly experience a, a selfless state of, of great joy, great great connection to yeah. to other people. And uh, and then a fourth philosophical point is, is that change is something specific that happens at a specific moment on a, uh, on a specific day when you're focusing with a specific issue. Change is not some general, vague, abstract, ethereal uh, concept. Yeah, that, that bears repeating because, uh, you know, as people who have been listening to this for a while know, we can only work in specifics. Yeah. So if I'm working with someone who's unhappy and depressed and want greater happiness, they give me a specific moment that you are unhappy or, or depressed, and then I'll show you how to deal with what was going on at, yeah. at, the, at that time. And then once you learn to turn that around, you'll often see a pattern that is going on all the time when you're unhappy. And so the tools that helped you at that one moment can help you and most, if yeah. not all of the times, yeah. when, when you're so, feeling so down. The, and the generalization is the consequence of the specificity. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, the, today is going to be on, on the pleasure-predicting sheet. This is one of the uh, simpler things you can do to, to boost happiness. And just by way of brief background, the first time I got to thinking about this, I was... Uh, on vacation for a month in uh, southern Sweden. Uh, I had a Swedish girlfriend and I had the good fortune to spend a month in, in Malmö on the southern tip of Sweden and hang out with her and, you know, see a lot of, you know, beautiful sights and had a lot of fun. And, uh, but one of the things that she mentioned never, never left my mind. Uh, she, I think she w was kind of struggling herself with kind of 
chronic mild, mild depression. And she said one of the secrets for her was always to schedule something, to have something to look forward to. Yeah. And that kind of cheered her, her yeah. up. And so she was yeah. always scheduling, we'll take a trip over to Finland or we'll, we'll go and, and do this, go and do, do that. And I, and I noticed that, yeah, that, that is cool. That is kind of a good thing. And, uh, and then uh, in the modern era of cognitive and, and behavioral therapies, Peter Lewinson uh, was or still is a psychologist in Oregon. And he, he did a lot of research and actually wrote a book sh- showing that simply asking depressed patients to do more pleasurable and rewarding things, whether or not they feel like it, yeah. had significant mood-boosting effects. Yeah, it's a very behavioral technique, yeah. Yeah, but, and, and, and while this technique doesn't probably cause complete recovery, it, 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 what it does have going for it is that it almost always causes an, an improvement in mood. And so I took these ideas and turned them into to something a, a bit more uh, sophisticated and perhaps fun called the Pleasure Predicting Sheet. And uh, I'm going to be posting some, some examples on the show notes that, that you can take a look at and, and, perhaps, mm-hmm. and per, perhaps use. But the, the Pleasure Predicting Sheet, you can use it in a kind of a, a humble way or in a, in a more sophisticated way, but it's essentially a sheet... Uh, with with multiple uh, mul- multiple co- columns in it. What one is the left hand column? You you schedule activities with the potential for pleasure, learning, or personal growth. And it's I find it's it's good to or be more helping others. Uh, and and it's good to schedule things sometimes that don't take a whole lot of time. Like uh, it could be something as simple as uh, you know if you. I happen to like glazed donuts. I don't get them very often, but I could, you know, schedule go and 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 you know mm-hmm. get a glazed donut yeah. and, and eat it. And then that's the the first column. And then could be jog, could could be another uh, activity, and yeah. you know go to a movie with with a friend. It, it can be a- anything at all. And then in the next column, you you write down who who you do each activity with, and if you do it with you're alone, you, you put self because you're, n- you're never really alone. You're always with yourself. And then if, if you do it like with your boyfriend or your sister, your brother or whatever, you put who that person is. And the third column, you predict how satisfying and rewarding each activity will be between zero and 100. And you do this on, on paper. So if, like if you think something isn't going to be fun, you might predict like 5% or, or 10%. Um, if you think it's going to be tremendous, you might put 80%. Then you go out and do it, and, and, and you record how pleasurable or satisfying yeah. it turned out between 0 and 100. Now, that's the humble version of it, but even just with that, there, there can be tremendous benefits for you. For, for one thing, when people are depressed, I, I've, I've, I've seen that people often believe that things won't be any fun so you you stop giving up on things you you stop doing things you used to do like playing tennis and you tell yourself oh no one would want to play tennis with me or it wouldn't be any any fun well then schedule some tennis with 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 somebody and and put your prediction and then go out and see how rewarding it turned out to be and then you can compare the two and often uh, depressed individuals will have very low expectations 
uh, and then we'll find that things are, are more pleasurable and rewarding than, than, than you thought. Right. So, so just to be clear, um, this is something to be used when you're feeling kind of down and, and not enthusiastic and some you know, loss of pleasure in life. No. Yeah, and then you just you you just make the decision, even though you might not be motivated, to schedule pleasurable and rewarding activities. Yeah. Maybe maybe schedule ten activities, put who you do do them with, and then predict from zero to a hundred how they turned out, and then uh, write down in the final column how satisfying they pleasurable or satisfying they they, they turned out to be. It, it's a simple thing that anyone can do to boost your happiness. You don't even have to be depressed to, 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 use, this, to use this tool. It's, it's a real easy uh, t- technique. So how, how does it boost your happiness? You're just recording you know, values, right? So what, what does it do for you? Well, it gets you doing things. That rather than sitting around, you know, feeling sorry for yourself or giving up on on activities to get you out mm-hmm. a- actually doing things, it also allows you to test your expectations. Uh, be, because one of the ten cognitive distortions is fortune telling, yeah. jumping to conclusions where you're saying, "Oh, that wouldn't be any fun," or "I'm a hopeless case." You're making negative predictions about the future, and in this case, you're you're testing your predictions. Now you can use it in a more sophisticated way as as well, and I'm going to publish two examples of this with with the show notes. Um, once I developed the pleasure predicting sheet, it, it then occurred to me that you can integrate it with cognitive therapy to to test some of your self defeating beliefs. Right. Uh, and I might have mentioned in a previous podcast, uh, I can't recall, but a woman that I talked about in the book, feeling good, who had been uh, kind of rejected by her husband, who wanted to have an affair with his secretary. Yeah, and so he he referred his his wife to me, you know, so she wouldn't commit suicide when he found out that she was having an affair. And once she found out that he was having an, an affair, she did become uh, devastated and, and severely depressed. And one of her beliefs was I, I could never feel happy and fulfilled without John's love. Mm-hmm. And that's so common with almost everybody who's been a rejected, whether it's a man or a woman who's been, re, that's been who's rejected you, you, yeah. you tend to I, idealize that person and tell yourself, oh, I can't be happy without that, that person. And so the technique that, that proved helpful for her after a lot of techniques weren't helpful, which is, which is common. You have to find the one that works. I asked her to test this with the pleasure predicting sheet, and she wrote at the top her hypothesis. I could never feel truly happy and fulfilled without John's love. And um, the, the first thing uh, I asked her to, to test was, uh, you know, you know what, what do you think it would be like if you prepared a beautiful dinner for yourself, treated yourself like a dear friend, you know, she was eating peanut butter sandwiches at night and feeling alone and, and miserable. Yeah. And, and, and I said, well, but suppose you were really loved yourself, what, what, what would you do? And, and so she predicted, as you can see, that if she prepared a gourmet meal for herself, it would only be 5% satisfying. Yeah. And she predicted if she ate dinner with herself, a beautiful gourmet meal, it would only be 50% satisfying. 
she also had a, a lunch scheduled with her ex-husband, which she predicted 75% satisfying, and, and, and also she'd given up jogging, and she predicted it would only be 50%. Well, if you look at the, the outcomes, when she uh, prepared the dinner and ate it with herself, by herself, she was 90% enjoyed preparing the dinner, and she was actually 100% uh, enjoyed uh, eating it by herself it was a shock to her to discover she could be happy yeah. when she was alone. Right. Then she went out the next day and had lunch with her husband who talked about what a good lover the secretary was and how they were going to get divorced and how he was going to take the house and everything. And, and it turned out to be a zero. She said it was probably the worst hour of her her life, and it just didn't reconcile with her belief that she needed this guy to be happy. Yeah, she was actually very happy when she was alone and miserable when she yeah. was with her with him. And then she went out jogging, and it was ninety percent. And this broke her depression, and she then decided, "Gosh, I don't really need my my husband." Found a a man and, and fell in love, uh, and then the husband came crawling back begging for her to come back and she you know told him to go stick it up as you know what and right. and filed so, for divorce so this is really uh, it's a reality check right? yes uh -huh, it's a reality check and then there's another example I, I can give here i don't think we've done done this one that i can uh, that i can publish also with the show notes just another way to use the pleasure predicting yeah. sheet uh, did we talk about this perfectionistic medical school professor um no, I don't recall this. Yeah, the, this was a, a gentleman who came to me who uh, was 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 quite quite depressed, at, but he had had fantastic achievements, and uh, right. he was you know a chairman at a of a department of medicine or endocrinology or something at one of the top uh, medical schools in the country, and and yet he was always unhappy and. And the belief that I, I, I used the downward arrow with him, which we've talked about on previous podcasts, and he had the belief nothing is worth doing unless I do it perfectly. Yeah. And so I tried again a lot of things that didn't work for him, and then what turned out to help him was the, the pleasure uh, predicting sheet. But I modified it, as you can see on the show notes, and called it the pleasure perfection balance sheet. Hmm. And I actually wrote about him uh, for the journal Psychology Today years ago. I wrote an article called The Perfectionist Script for Self-Defeat. And this was one of the things they, they featured in that article. But I told him to schedule activities for pleasure, learning, and personal growth, predict the satisfaction, afterwards write down the actual satisfaction, but also put how perfectly you, you did each activity. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So, that's, so a little, that's a little twist in there. Yeah, and so... Um, he 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 was very excited and brought back you know fifteen or twenty activities that he'd done during the week. But I'll just highlight two of them. The first thing he put down is give welcoming lecture to the new medical school class. They would always have him welcome the medical students because he lectured all over the world and he was very famous and charismatic. And he predicted ninety percent. Uh, also, I told him do things that you don't usually do, uh, and so. He, he said on a Saturday, his the, the, the toilet broke, the broken pipe, and flooded the bathroom. And so he remembered, I told him, to do things you're not used to doing. 
as well as things you're used to doing. And so he decided to fix it himself rather than yeah. to call a plumber, and he, he predicted 10% satisfaction. Yeah, so, I, would, I would predict the same thing myself. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So then he, he, um, his actual satisfaction of the, the pleasure with a medical school lecture was 5%. He predicted 90%. Hmm. And his perfection rating, he put 75%. And he said, I only got a 30-second standing ovation. <laughs> and I said, I lecture all over. I've, I've on occasion gotten brief standing ovations. But this was blowing my mind. And I said, you're, you're only 5% happy with a 30-second standing ovation. And, and he said, well, yeah, but uh, see, I, I always get standing ovations, so I time them. And last year, the medical students cheered for 45 seconds. <laughs> this year they only cheered for thirty seconds. So I felt like I'm all over Com the hill. Comparison will always do you in. You know, yeah, that, that's the yeah. This is case book, textbook perfectionism. Then fixing the, the broken pipe in the toilet, he had predicted ten percent, and it came out a hundred percent satisfying. But his perfection rating was only five percent because it said it took him ten hours to fix it. He had to go several times to the hardware store and buy the tools and yeah. get the instructions. And, and but he said by late at night when he finally got it fixed, he 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 just he went into a state of euphoria. Well, you can see here the thing he did seventy five percent perfection was five percent satisfying. And the thing that he he was five percent perfection, he was a hundred percent satisfying. He suddenly saw. Yeah, I don't have to be perfect to to be enjoying life. And then he 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 went and played squash with his twelve year old son, and and he said neither of us is a is a champion. Yeah, we, we played about fifty percent well, but it was a hundred percent fun. Yeah. And then he went on a walk with his wife through the woods. He took the kids to Baskin Robbins for an ice cream cone. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Just ordinary things, and it it says it just it transformed his his value system, and finally broke his depression that life is like a banquet, and and he said he didn't give up achievement. He he still enjoyed achievement, and trying to produce you know outstanding papers and and books and and whatever, but it said he he suddenly saw that his perfectionism was like a prison that 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 he'd been in, and and that life has has so much more to, yeah. to offer. Well, what strikes me here is uh, this is a, a version of the experimental technique. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah where you're doing an experiment to, to test, to test, to your, test beliefs. your beliefs. Exactly, yeah. So that's a more sophisticated way to do it, but just simply uh, using the uh, pleasure-predicting sheet, even without a hypothesis at the top. Yeah. That's one thing that you listeners can do to... Boost, boost, boost your happiness. So if you give it a try this week, use the pleasure predicting sheet. Then email us and tell us. Uh, and you're going to put samples in the in the show notes, right? I'll, sh I'll put both of these in the show notes plus yeah. a a blank one, yeah. yeah, so that people can kind of download it and 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 use it. So so that's our listeners' first challenge for this week: go and predict your your pleasure and and see how it turns out. Yes, and remember, do a variety of things. Do some things by yourself and some things with, with other people. Yeah. And uh, do, do, do many things that don't take too long. Yeah. Uh, so you can get, 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 a lot of, get a lot of data. Yeah, we, we want to make this simple. Um, and uh, so next week, we're going to talk about procrastination. Now, 
I don't know yet what you're planning, but um, since we just looked at the pleasure predicting sheet, are we going to look at the pain predicting sheet? Yeah, the anti-procrastination sheet. Right. Yeah. And I'll be using a personal example of something yeah. I was procrastinating on, was doing all my accounting for, yeah. for the taxes, yeah. which is a, a miserable thing, yeah. and showing you how I myself use the, pleasure, the anti-procrastination sheet. But again, it's something simple yeah. that you can do if you want to boost your happiness. I'm looking forward to it. See you then. Okay, thanks. Bye. This has been another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast. For more information, visit Dr. Burns' website at feelinggood.com where you will find the show notes for this podcast under the blog page and where you can leave your comments and questions. The website has an abundance of resources for therapists as well as non-therapists, including books, workshops, a list of online training groups around the world, and much more. Theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donzel. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast. Mm-hmm.